Okay, so our goal tonight is we're going to finish Kertzani Beis. Um, that's the Mizmo Shili Omashabbat. That's the one that we have been doing for a few weeks. Uh, we have, I think, three more Pesachim of that. And then when we finish that, we're going to move on to the next capital, uh, the next parent, where we, uh, parent which is Sani Gimel, which also we say after uh, Lachadodi. And then once we finish that, probably not this week, and then we'll have to go ahead and make some sort of executive decision about what we're going to do moving forward. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Right now, uh, we have uh, Saudi base to finish. Hopefully, it will appear on your screen shortly. Yeah? Should be there. That's right there. Okay, we're there. Okay, so where we left off last week, the uh, Davar Melch was contrasting the fate of the Rishayim, the Rishayim who in this world seemed to be blossoming and seemed to be growing and, uh, and achieving all sorts of success, which although superficially that's what it looks like, ultimately their fate is utter destruction. And the Tzadikim, so when we left off, we said that the Tzadik is going to go ahead and he's going to bloom like a date palm. That's what we have over here. The righteous bloom like a date palm. They thrive like a cedar in, Le- in, in uh, Lebanon. Lebanon forest. So this is, uh, and Chazal already teach us about the advantages that we have to being, uh, we're going to be strong and we're going to be fruitful. That's why we mentioned both the date palm as well as the Arab. So will we now resume, so the Dabramel continues, that th- with this metaphor of being acquainted with trees, so we say, so these trees, which the Tzidikim are, they're going to be planted in Hashem's house, and they're going to blossom in the chatzar, in the courtyard of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And here, there are, what's another page? Um, so we say that the idea of being planted in the house of Hashem, so the Mitzunah's David says that it's going to be a permanent uh, uh, characterization, a permanent existence. And then we say, the Radak says about this, we're in the, the footnote towards the bottom over there, which is a little bit bigger. So he says, the Radak writes, the fisha dima tzadikim la'etzim, being that we went ahead and we equated Sadiqim with trees, Amar, so Dabra Melch, as we said, continues the metaphor. He says, that they're going to be planted in a place which is moist, in a place where conditions are ripe for further growth. And that's going to be in the house of Hashem, in close proximity to God. Then it says that they're planted there and they're going to blossom the Chatzos Elokeinu, in the courtyards of Hashem. So, Kolomar, what this means, explains the Radak, is that their dwelling and their uh, presence is going to be there always. Because that's where you're going to find the wise people and the people who are, are in possession of Yuras Hashem. That's where you're going to find the Sadiqim. And as the theme of this capital has been, that in the time of Mashiach, so the Rishayim are going to be cut down, they're going to be uh, eradicated, and what's going to remain are the Tzadikim. 
ושם בבית השם יהיה משה רוחב החכמים ושם יפיחו. And the location where you're going to find the Tzalikim in the time of Mashiach is Beveis Hashem, in the house of Hashem. And that's where they're going to blossom. Kolomar Yatzlichu Ve'irbu B'chachma. And the notion of Tzalikim blossoming means that they're going to achieve, they're going to experience success, and their wisdom, their amount of Torah knowledge is also going to increase. And he says, V'amor Beveis Hashem V'amor B'chatzos, and we use, and this is something which is very much, we would expect like the Malvim to go ahead and point out. But here, the Radak goes ahead and points out that in this passage that we're exploring, that we're examining, so we make reference to Beit Hashem, the house of Hashem, as well as the, the Chatzos, the courtyards. So what's the difference between Beit Hashem and the Chatzos, the house of Hashem and the courtyards? So here the Radak says that, because the Kohanim and Levim, they're going to be in the house, meaning they're doing the Avodah of the Beis HaMikdash, the Yisrael Bechatzos, and the non-Kohanim and Levim, they're going to be in the courtyards, or what we refer to as the various Azaras, the uh, the outer areas of the Beis HaMikdash, but not actively involved in the uh, in the, uh, the Avodah of the Beis HaMikdash. Then, the Pasuk says, uh, so in, in old age, so they still produce fruit. So seva is old age. Yunivun is to be productive, to produce fruit. Dishenim means that they are moist, they're full of sap. And they're going to be fresh. So usually we think of old age is a little less than productive. One is not feeling as spry. There's a little bit left. Bring in one step and whatever else you want to go ahead and, and say. I'm going to um, uh, withhold comment about that, uh, any sort of uh, metaphors on that. And we're just going to jump to where we go. Oh, what do we say? So the Radak explains what this part of the Pasuk means is you may throw a roof here. So in the time of Mashiach, one of the things which is going to happen, one of the adjustments that is going to occur, is that people are going to live a long time. I don't know if we'll go back to like uh, Moshe Rabbeinu type long life of 120. I don't know if we'll go to the Avos type of long life, like 180, or we go to like Davra Anamarisha and Mishushalach over 900. So I'm not sure which of those we're going to go back to. But the Radak says that we're going to go back to living long lives. And what in this world, our current world, is considered to be old, and that's going to be like adolescence. Imagine that whatever age you're at now, that uh, they'll reach a point where you'll be considered adolescent, and there'll be people calling you your young whip whippersnappers, in whatever uh, term that uh, they would use. Maybe refreshing. <laughs> or maybe reminiscent of your, young, your, your youth. And, and what nowadays is considered to be old age, so they're going to be like youngsters who are going to grow and they're going to mature and they'll be filled with uh, with uh, sap and with freshness. Hepach has the cane in the opposite of what we associate with old age nowadays. And then finally we say, and what's the purpose of all this? that all of this, or in the process, we're going to attest that Hashem is Yashar, 
Hashem is upright. Suri, he is my rock. In whom there is no wrong. So here, the, uh, the, the Radak says that us, that at this time, it's the time of the Sheikh when the Rishayim no longer exists and we're left with Tzadikim in the world, what's going to happen is us, that there's going to be this universal recognition that Akash Baruch Hu is upright and he is just. That nowadays, or Hakel, that people question and they challenge the ways of God. They question, is God actually Yasha or not? Maybe God made a mistake. Maybe God is, is cruel. Maybe God is uh, is unkind. And what leads people to believe this nowadays is there is the observation of Rishayim seeming to get away with uh, with murder, sometimes almost literally, sometimes actually literally. literally. But Rishayim seem to prosper. And the Tzadikim, those who are the good people, they seem to uh, to suffer and they don't experience good things. So this leads people to think that maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not Yashar, he's not Kashar Yashar, and maybe he is uh, not doing things properly. But, but in the future era, when Mashiach arrives, Yitzarfu bi'islavnu bi'ishar asheru keketheth mezukah. So there's going to be a refining process and a cleansing process, and everything which remains is going to be like refined silver, pure silver. And therefore, And one of the ways by which this is going to manifest itself, one of the ways by which we're going to be able to observe this significant shift in the way the world uh, unfolds before our eyes, is the fact that we will no longer observe Rishayim experiencing serenity, experiencing good things, not being challenged, or things like that. And we will no longer see the tzaddikim experiencing suffering and hardship and difficulties. That's the way the Radak says. And that's why that at that time of Mashiach, the final postulate, that's why we're all going to, those of us who remain, are going to be able to say, HaKash Baruch is Yashar. He is a rock, meaning he's strong and he's solid and he's unchanging. That's one of the characteristics of a stone, is that it is unchanging. V'lo avlasabo, and we'll no longer see avla, we'll no longer see iniquity, we'll no longer see wrongdoing on God's part. That won't be part of our perception anymore. That is the way the Radak explains the final pasuk. The Mitzvah's David says, that the purpose of this era at the end of days, the perspective which we adopt at the end of the days is, to make it known to everybody, ki yasha Hashem, that Hashem is Yasha, that's the ultimate purpose, and that the destiny of creation is for the world uh, and mankind, the universe over, to be able to recognize not only Hashem's existence, not only his role as the creator, but also that he is Yasha, that everything that he does is good. Ve'en ba'avla, and nobody is going to see or assign wrong doing to him anymore. Because at the end of days, that's when you have the final tally. And in the final tally of things, we're actually going to be able to observe that everybody received exactly what they earned. 
So the Rishayim, whatever success they had, that was to pay them for the good things which they did, but ultimately it's going to come back to uh, their, uh, their Rishas is going to catch up with them. Their wickedness is going to catch up with them. In the Tzadikim, who sometimes we seem to observe as suffering in this world, so we ultimately are going to see how they were incredibly I don't know, profitable is the right word, but they were rewarded for all of the uh, the righteousness which they did, and we'll be able to see how everything evens out and everything is going to fall into place, and we'll be able to confirm and verbalize that indeed, Agash Baruch is Yasha, he's upright, and there's no uh, wrongdoing on his part. And the the way the Malvim explains this final pasuk, or the final really series of Sukkim is, Euro, that what the Pasuk means is, that while we are going to be, in our old age, they'll still produce fruit. Why is it that it's necessary that in the era, the era of Mashiach that we will still produce fruit? So that the people who have lived a long time and the people with experience and have observed the world over this long span of time, they will be able to inform and make known to others. Ki yashar Hashem, is yashar, he is straight, he's upright. he is our rock, and there's, he does no wrong. She'en avla b'hanhagasem, meaning that there's no wrongdoing in how he runs the world. Contrary, as we've said, contrary to the way we perceive it nowadays, where we may think that there's wrongdoing that Takarish Baruch Hu is doing, but ultimately we'll have that broader perspective, in the era of Mashiach, where we'll be able to see how everything makes perfect sense, and there actually is no wrongdoing whatsoever. In contrast to what very often seems to be unfolding before our eyes in this world, where it looks like the Rishayim are succeeding, because ultimately everything is under the careful watch of the Divine Providence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And ultimately, the Tzadikim, who, where, for whom it may appear that they are suffering in this world, and they're not receiving their just reward, Ultimately, in the future, we're going to see how the tzaddikim actually do receive an eternal reward for which it will acknowledge and we will be able to confirm that God has been righteous all along and everything is going to fall into place. We'll have the end of the story, and once we get to the end of the story, then we'll realize how all of the details which unfolded in the middle of the story, in those middle chapters, all of them were significant and all of them ultimately led to what the final chapter, the uh, the final chapter has to uh, to offer. Okay, so that is the end of Sani Bay.